You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. We've got some good questions today, um, or good topics. Um, natural disasters. Hmm. Why? How does God use natural disasters is how I want to say it. Someone maybe on the outside saying, it's like, why is God allowing so many people to die such horrible, agonizing deaths? Death was something that he created, you know, say a volcano, wildfires everywhere. What? What's? Well, almost every one of those natural disasters has a different origin. Yeah. And uh, those origins uh, often have been, well, volcanoes, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, But some of it has been what we've done. Sure. Like the wildfires have been kindled by the fact that we didn't clean up forests and take care of and be good stewards of forests Mm -hmm. and just left everything there, you know, Mm -hmm. didn't want to take too many trees and didn't want to go through. I don't know. Have you ever been to Canada? There's not a lot of ways to get to some of those spots. There's not a lot. Right. But, but this is going to clear it out. (laughs) Sure does. And and basically fires have happened, you know, through the forest for years, many more years than Mm -hmm. we've been on this continent. And uh, even in the days of the Indians, that there were fires and forest Mm -hmm. fires, and uh, there's been evidence of that. So uh, these things have happened for a long time. Part of it is the natural makeup of the earth Mm -hmm. to renew itself and and purge and and then reform and and it's a process. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of these disasters, yes, they affect us because yes, people are killed. Mm-hmm. by where they're living and, yeah. and where just the fact that a disaster can happen anywhere. Right. Uh, tornadoes in the center of Kansas. Yep. And uh, now they're even getting a few earthquakes yeah. in Kansas, and we never had those when I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, so things have, we, we've changed yeah. some of the earth makeup, oh, yeah. and we had an impact on it. And then some of them are just the fact that the earth is going to re-shift itself mm-hmm. every once in a while. Uh, how does God play into that? Well, he did create it all. Yep. And death is common to man. Yeah. Uh, all of us, I don't know whether you got the memo on this, but all of us will die. We will. We are dying. Uh, I'm not really fascinated by the way I'm going to die. No. You know, I just have no idea. But I do live in assurance that at that point, I'm going to be better off. Right. Now, that being said, uh, I don't see that probably it's a judgment on certain peoples because right. they get a another certain... Question. Yep. Okay, so I got ahead of you, did you, I? You, you, you transitioned right into it, like you're reading your mind. And so uh, sometimes people would like to read that in, mm-hmm. but I think that might be a little pre, predetermining. I think that maybe is out of place to yeah. say, oh, God's got judgment on you. Right. I think we've talked about that in an episode before when we got a question, you're like, am I suffering because I'm sinning? And were you sinning? Then it might be judgment. <laughs> well, it could be, but, but also that's not necessarily that's not necessarily like, like you're not poor because you're a sinner, and you're not rich because you're a good person, right? Right. So, reading in between the lines, there it's it's we don't know. No, we don't know. What we do know is that God has a plan yeah. that 
once we put our lives in his hands, his plan is in action. Mm -hmm. And that we actually, I find in my own life that by yielding my life into his hands, I have a better sense of peace and uh, actually more purpose. Oh, yeah. Because he's calling the shots. Yep. And I just need to follow his call mm -hmm. of what I'm to be doing. And then life sort of happens. Yep. Just placing your hands, placing your life in his hands. That's the best way to go. Yeah. yeah. That being said, even Job, holy as he was, still was tested. Yeah. And there is a place for God to test us. Mm -hmm. And he can use lots of different ways to do yeah. that. He can. In, including natural disaster. Yep. I, uh, I recently, uh, we were talking about the fires. There's a documentary I watched a while back where there, I think this was when in Australia. Don't hold me to that, but here are the things that I know. Prairie fire. Mm -hmm. And then there's a hawk. Just this one kind of hawk that will actually pick up burning branches to go and move the fire to different places so that it can corral things and prey upon them. Hmm. Oh. So it's like you're looking at these natural disasters, be it man-made, be it, you know, completely an environmental thing. And you look at that and you say, that's kind of environmental too. That's, mm -hmm. that's the way that God made that thing. True. And that's... And, and at one time... I remember out in Kansas, they, they didn't want fires to happen because they were keeping all these grasses, you know, and then they were actually found out that if you did not have a fire burn yep. those grasses off every so many years, it actually creates a ecosystem that deteriorates yep. rather than enlivens and, and enriches. And so now they do very scheduled burning. Yep. Uh, so I am... Just a little caveat here. I'm really, I'm really into the um, conservation mm -hmm. um, and hunting, mm -hmm. and I get that from both my dads. I say because my, my my biological father, we did we hunted and you know deer hunting, pheasant hunting, and and Rob is very conservation oriented, mm -hmm. a, but not a hunter. Okay, even his dad said he would rather take a beaten than go fishing. <laughs> that was hilarious, and. So the conservation part of the burning and stuff like that is is so important. Like a little quail. So that's one of our native bird species in Iowa. Pheasants, mm -hmm. not native. Right. Canadian or um, Chinese ringneck pheasants. That's where they came from. But those quail are about this big. And I'm showing you my fingers here. And it's about two inches tall, maybe an inch and a half. If you don't burn that ground, they can't get around and get food. And they're easy pickings. So fostering all the wildlife that we want got to do some of that burning so mm -hmm. burn is a good thing but when it gets out of hand and oh, all my. the houses are next to the nice pretty trees whew, man that's where you have to know how to do it and when yeah. to do it mm -hmm. yeah controlled burn yeah that's right we were doing a controlled burn one time my dad and i and it didn't get controlled very well I'll, actually it was a wind shift that we didn't sure have Same any thing. yep and uh, actually burnt hedge trees you know oh. has to get pretty hot oh boy to burn a living hedge tree that's a good it point it's a hot fire that's a dense dense wood that never dries out never gets soft i don't understand how it decays it's very strange it is how he made that who god made those hedge trees to just be there forever mm -hmm. but not quite petrified but close dang near close yeah it'll ruin a chainsaw pretty fast mm-hmm 
Okay. So how, how are we to address this topic with someone who is a non-believer said, how could God let all this devastation and death happen? Now you can't say because of the death thing that God doesn't, you can't address the actual, what you already said about mm-hmm. death, that we're all dying. He doesn't see that as a bad thing. Neither should we. So what's another way? Why would, why would God allow us to suffer at something that we can't control? You know, we can control sin in our own lives, but we can't control volcanoes, tsunamis. Why would he allow these natural occurrences to happen to snuff out human life prematurely? Doesn't that seem kind of cruel? Yeah, is it? Yeah. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, 13, he says, there's nothing that comes to us that is not common to man. Yeah. And, and it's not like God wound everything up and just let it go. Okay. But I really think, I guess I worship a God who has a plan, mm-hmm. even, even for death, mm-hmm. even for life. I remember a, a dear, dear brother uh, was killed in an accident. Young, young guy, I think he was 43 when he died. But at his funeral, because of the impact he'd had on so many people in the community, his funeral filled an, uh, the, the gym, and many people turned to Christ. It was a tragedy to lose that man. I still feel that to this day. Uh, and his wife. They were both killed in the accident. But what we, as brothers, many of us as pastors saw, was that even through his death, something was accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so does God, how is God, God willy nilly about how he does things and how accidents happen? Right. I'm not sure God's willy nilly about that, but I see a, a purpose and a plan. Yeah. Even devised behind natural disaster. Yeah. There's not necessarily judgment, but it's at least a wake up call. Right. To people about the fact he has power. Yeah. Uh, things about tornadoes that's interesting is I, I've seen God's hand in a tornado oh. because as uh, 1990, well, there was a tornado came through Kansas and uh, we realized, or the people of Heston realized it was going to hit town head on and it was coming at a nursing home and a college oh. that are next to each other. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of prayer. Because you, we heard enough knowing it was on path. And the tornado actually turned almost a half mile and went straight north. So that it did plow through the downtown. But the nursing home, how would they have gotten all those people safe in the midst of a straight, I mean, a, a tornado hitting them head on? Yeah. And a college. Kids don't listen. No. College kids even listen less. And so yeah. how do you get kids, college kids in a safe spot? It ain't going to happen, folks. It's just not going to happen. And so it plowed through downtown. And uh, it took out several businesses. Sure. And uh, several houses. Mm-hmm. And reality is two people died in that tornado. Yeah. Uh, but I can't imagine what the death toll would have been had it hit that nursing home in that college. Yeah. 
And so I, I see, even in the midst of some disasters that have happened, that God has spared where there could have been a great deal of death. Yeah. So I guess I want to, on these natural disasters, I want to wind my wide vision out yeah. and, and watch for where God's hand has worked. Right. I think that like I think that's exactly where I come from as I'm not looking at the death and devastation I'm seeing the aftermath what happens you know with the tornadoes that came through here I was blown away and also just like like I could barely help because mm-hmm. there were so many people in the way keeping me from helping sometimes <laughs> you know what I mean so much help so being much helped I know right um so you see that part of it and I I just think it's so difficult to I mean, God's hard to fully comprehend as it is, and it is it in that same in that regard. It is difficult to put value or to fully understand the purpose of suffering, for agony, um, destruction. To look at that as a positive aspect of God's design—that's so hard for a lot of us to do in the faith and even harder for those to see out of the faith to understand. And like, I understand it for the most part on a basic level, right? You know, God values that suffering. He, he has to value, value the temptation that we have because that's where, how do you judge someone who hasn't suffered, who hasn't been tempted, who hasn't, uh, you know, had hardships in their life. See, so you're cocking your head a little bit, so tell me where I'm, I said something wrong. No, you're not saying it wrong. I okay. just want to add to it the fact that sometimes I think God uh, molds us sure. from those hard times. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking of James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and Romans chapter 5, uh, verses 2 through 6, that we're actually growing yeah. through those things that are hard. Mm-hmm. And and I think even maybe for the non-Christian to expose them, a hardship might come their way to expose them to the fact that God's got a bigger plan. Yeah. But we all have to choose. Right. Uh, that's why I think it's important to think of that 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, in the context of the fact that, hey, nothing's going to come to you uh, except that which is common to man. Hey, life is life. Yeah. And, and this is living. That given that he's going to give us a way out, right? As we turn our our eyes towards him, mm-hmm. and so we do so, yeah. Because hardship can harden the heart of a Christian just as easy as it can harden anybody else's heart. Oh yeah, but it's a way that we embrace embrace Scripture, uh, embrace. Acknowledge the community of faith. Sometimes embrace what it's saying, yeah. even if it does not popular. Right, and and uh, realize this is bigger than just us. Right, there's more here. I think the 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 Christian that I think the Christian, the one who believes in God, who trusts in God, who has that relationship with God, has such an upper hand when it comes to hardships. Because when you see hardships, it's so very easy to have your heart hardened and put off by God for letting this happen if you don't know that he is faithful, if that he loves you, and that he 
It's not that he doesn't want you to suffer, but he wants to have a good relationship with you. So suffering is a tough one. It is. But even with the destruction that comes from a forest fire, if you're seeing that forest fire and you never come back to that forest fire 10 years later to see the beauty that develops through that hardship and through that destruction, well, then all you really remember, all you're really putting in your head and believing is that God sent destruction. Beauty out of ashes. That's right. So, oh, I, yeah, that's that might be a good place to end this, Don. Yeah. So, why don't you pray us out? You can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your holy word. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony of your son, Jesus Christ, into our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that we don't live without hope, but our hope is nurtured through you. That even in the hard times, we can see your mighty hand at work. We pray for all of our listeners that you would bring into their lives hope in a brand new day, new way this very day. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us again. Hey, and if you've got, we're obviously we're thinking so much about everyone that's been involved with the forest fires. Um, They're all over. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also opportunities to help those people who have been affected by Uh these things. Uh, Many service organizations that allow us to pitch in a week or so at a time to to uh, help in those those situations action uh mds those kind of things that you can do to help others out yeah i mean you may not have lost your house but at least you could help somebody who's lost theirs right and and what a fulfilling and righteous act that is just to just go in and loving your neighbor in that time um if you've got any stories of times you know disaster struck and you Mm -hmm. saw god's hand at work send it to us yes um, we'd love to get some of that on the air, talk about that, um, so that we can all just, you know, remember the, the beauty that comes from at the, at the end of that destruction after that hardship. Uh, we love hearing those stories. Beauty it gives us strength. Yeah. Yes. So, all right, everyone, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.